So I'm in the winding down phase of my day. That means I'm piling up, I was gonna say potatoes, but that's not exactly what I'm doing. I am pulling towels and piling them into a pile. And I'm listening to my husband. I'm not eavesdropping, only slightly. <laughs> I'm mostly just doing the towels. And I am also in the process, I'm kind of a funny multitasker. It's like I can't do one thing. I have to do five things all at the same time. I have to be doing the laundry at the same time I'm studying general conference and I need to be talking about what I'm doing so that I can stay focused on what I'm doing. So here I am piling all the, not the potatoes, but piling the towels. And then I'm going to pile up my clothes. And that is what I'm doing. So all the while, while I'm doing this though, I'm in the pondering mode. I'm like, oh yeah, I got to study a little bit of general conference today, even if it was just in like conversation mode, in sharing different like notes and things like that. I had a wonderful moment this morning when it was like, I was doing this exact same thing. And then one of my children was like, hey, mom, you should really study this talk. And I was like, what? Are you serious? Tell me more about why you think I should be studying this talk. And then they shared pretty openly. They're like, I just think it's a really good one. And so I was like, well, let me see. And so I got to look into their enzyme and see how much they highlighted in it. And I was like, no way. Because then I went into my notes and I went and shared with them some of the pictures I had taken of my notes that I had just like highlighted right in that same conference talk just the day before and I was like you can look at mine as well <laughs> and I'll look at yours so here we are like comparing notes and then all the while she's like hey you should really check out these other talks too because I really like them as well so now I have assignments I have my reading assignment this week I am to read worthiness is not flawlessness by Brad Bradley R. Wilcox that's on page 61 of this enzyme, um, Liahona. Then I am to also read, um, and when I say read, I mean like listen and watch. Um, I'm also to read A House of Sequential Order by Elder Vyajina Sekehima on page 86. And then I am to read This Temple and Your Spiritual Foundation by President Russell M. Nelson. And... I am to read, ooh, Facing Our Spiritual Hurricanes by Believing in Christ by Elder Sean Douglas. And, um, ooh, The Name of the Church is Not Negotiable by Elder Neil L. Anderson. That's my reading assignments this week, and I'm pretty excited about them. You know, I kind of really love this culture I have, where I am kind of this, like, person in my kid's life that doesn't know a lot, right? And so they give me assignments of things that they would recommend to me. And I, if, that's, if that's what our learning culture looks like, that's awesome. Like, I can't think of a better way to be learning something than, than to be teaching somebody else what you know, or giving recommendations or giving reviews and things like that. So I think that's awesome. Um, I'm also super smitten because I didn't realize that the magazines of the church had switched up. So like, I really love how there's like a youth magazine. It's not called like New Era anymore. It's called Youth. And I think they did a fantastic job of General Conference. 
they really made it very like mature feeling and you just go through it and they just have summaries of all of these like selected talks that they've chosen and some of my favorite um, quotes from that just like in overviewing the youth magazine I really like how they pinpointed President Nelson's talk about you know making sure that the temples are foundation making sure that as long as we have Jesus Christ as our focus we will be okay right like that's the path that we're following we will be okay right I love that I also love um, just like that whole idea of like we need to take extraordinary measures to be able to withstand the wilds the winds the temptations of our day right like it's just going to be so necessary for us to be as strong as we possibly can be and to lift where we stand as we do that so I'm super smitten about that and I'm just super excited I'm so excited that I have these assignments I'm so delighted about them because a lot of them I actually have some connection to, right? Like, for example, um, the first talk that I am assigned, worthiness is not flawlessness. Like, oh my goodness, that's been the focus of so much of my personal pondering and study for like the last couple weeks already, right? Before I was on the bandwagon of studying the other talk by Elder... I think it's Eric Kapishki or something. Yeah, Eric Kapishki, he talks about addressing mental health on page 36. So awesome. So before that, I was all all about Brad Wilcox's talk, and I was like, oh my goodness, this is the best thing ever. I love that he says, like, you are not a hypocrite if you are trying to improve and, like, you know, get rid of your bad habits. You're only a hypocrite if you pretend that you don't have bad habits, right? And I was just like, uh, yeah. You, you just hit it right on the nail. I love that. That was awesome. Thank you for saying that and just giving us just that much more meat to help us feel like we can do this, right? Like, we don't have to be perfect to do this. We can just do what we are and what we have. It's going to work out because we're just going to keep trying and it's going to work out and it's going to be awesome. So that's awesome. I love that. And I am super grateful and delighted to also study the next talk of the MSNs. Um, House of Sequential Order! I actually really loved this talk um, because I was super touched by it the whole time he was talking. One, I just appreciated him being a great speaker altogether. I was like, um, could you be one of those people that just teaches me everything I need to know in life? Could you just be that person for me? Because I feel like I li- could listen to you all day long. And I would be happy to just hear you explain anything, right? So the first time I went through and listened to him speak, the first time I listened to him speaking conference, I really liked just his whole message about how Heavenly Father created order, right? And there, everything has an order. And... He, like he even says, he expects you to live your life in order. And when I heard that, I was like, ooh, this puts a whole new spin on obedience and like all of this kind of thing, right? Like, I think if I was a youth, I would have eaten that up like big time. I'd been like, 
like I I just loved having speakers say it like it is as often as possible. Mm-hmm. It made it helped me to feel like they believed in me and my capacity to rise up, right? And and to actually live a standard that was going to enable me to have an even better young single adult life, even better parenthood life, even better wifehood life. If I could just learn these things now and start the habits now, that that would be protecting me so that I could prevent any moments of like over embarrassment or over foolishness and all of those kinds of things. Like I just loved when speakers would just say it like it is and he just said it like it is. He expects you to live your life in order. That's amazing. And then it makes a person curious to be like, well, what's, what is the order then? What? Tell me more. Tell me more about this order. What's the order that he wants me to live it in, right? <laughs> so I love that. And what else is here? And these treasures. The temple and your spiritual foundation. Because seriously, I love this. I loved it. I loved it the first time I heard it because clearly... I love analogies and I love the foundation and and a lot of my yoga practice teaching lately has a, has been a lot talking about foundations. And so I can connect with this like big time. And then I felt so connected with it another time too um because a month ago I was able to help start our first like youth fast and testimony meeting group like delighting youth delighting club thing. And one of the people that was there, he he was so sweet to say this was my favorite talk, and he said he was it was the one when they were talking about the foundation. I just really liked it, and and when he said that, I just felt so touched. I was like, oh my goodness, you were totally paying attention, and you totally just you let that sink into your heart to the point where you wanted to share that with us, and I just felt so touched that he felt a connection with that. And I think I, I felt connected with him when he said that. It was because, you know, sometimes I think I, I underestimate youth sometimes. And I generally think, oh, they'll only pay attention if there's some kind of, like, overwhelming, big, like, funny joke that somebody says, right? And that'll be the talk that they'll only remember, right? But I, I just feel so touched when I hear of these youth comment and say, hey, this was my favorite talk. And and I can tell that it was a talk that really didn't bring about a lot of like attention, right? Like there wasn't anything about it that was like overwhelmingly like, oh, well, of course they love that talk because of this reason. It was just one of those talks that was like, oh yeah, well, that's really cool that you picked up on how awesome that talk was because it was awesome. It was all the invisibles that was there that was awesome. So I guess I always feel so moved whenever I see and hear of other people, especially younger people, picking up on the beauty that is within the intangibles, the invisibles, the things that are just so beautiful, just as they are because of the inner deep beauty that is just inherent in in them. So I'm excited to study that more. And then seriously, this other one, Facing Our Spiritual Hurricanes by Believing in Christ, so awesome. I love this talk. I remember writing down some of my favorite things from it because I I love the analogy of spiritual hurricanes. Like, I especially love the part where it says, like, the joy we feel has little to do with our circumstances, the circumstances of our lives, and everything to do with the focus of our lives. And I just thought that was so overwhelmingly, like, profound. Like, 
so spot on, so poignant, so just like, did you just say that? Because you totally just said that. Like, this is what I mean when I say that I love General Conference more than a sports fan loves to watch football and soccer. Like, I don't know if I heard him say that exactly in the moment when he was speaking it, but I sure heard it the second time when I was listening to it in like family scripture study type of time in the morning. And when he said it, I was just like, what? <laughs> like, I love it. Oh yeah, I totally did see it the first time. I wrote it twice in my journal. Once when I heard it the first time and another time the second time. And I think I love it so much because one, I really have a lot of connection with the word circumstances and I have a lot of connection with the word focus because there's been different situations in my life where I was able to learn that, you know, like we followed a mentor at one point where he would say this line and he'd say like, I am bigger than my circumstances. Yes. Right. Like that was like the thing that we would say. And, and it was like awesome because it helped me to realize any situation or circumstance I am in, that's just, that's just stuff. That's just the stuff of life, right? And so that's not what we need to focus on, right? What we need to focus on is what is our next right step that we could take? What's the next step that we could take that would be helpful and good and that would be moving forward in the direction we wanna go? And so that's where I'm headed with this. I'm so excited to study this talk again. I'm just so excited about it. And I even, like, I'm just, like, so excited. I feel like when I get, like, reading assignments, it's like little chocolates. It's like pots of gold that I, like, like as a family, I don't know why, but almost every time there was a holiday, some kind of relative or person would drop off a box that said pot of gold. And then you'd open it up and it had all these little chocolates and they had all their special names and they were all designed different and stuff. And so I just kind of feel like for some reason for me when I get this like little magazine in the mail, it's my pot of gold. And I get to open it up and they all have little names and I get to taste them all. And some of them taste like orange and some of them taste like vanilla and some of them taste like strawberry and I get to find out which one tastes like what. No. So that's where I'm at with that.